Hi there and welcome to another edition of the Photography Bar. Um, I'm Mark, as you know, and I'm joined with me uh, with Cam and Rob. And also we've got special guests with us today, Colin Jones from the Societies. How's everyone doing? Oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, good, thanks. Great to have you back on the show, Colin. Yeah, no, I know. I love being on the uh, the Photography Bar podcast. So it's always, it's always good fun coming back on. So thanks for inviting me again. Pleasure. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, Colin, no worries, I'm gonna, no worries. I'm going to jump straight in, actually, Colin. Um, you, you've um, just released some trade award winners, haven't you, from the uh, societies? Yeah, sure. So um, last week, yeah. So obviously, normally our uh, annual awards are held in the at the convention at the Novotel in London. Uh, obviously, with everything going on, we went virtual. So on Friday night, we we did our virtual online awards, which was the Photographer of the Year Awards and also the Trade Awards, which you uh, you just mentioned. Yeah. And how, how did that go virtually? Do you know what? It was it was amazing. It was uh, from from start. We, we were trying to get what we love about the awards at the convention is not so much just the awards, but the socialising, what goes with it. You know, um, everyone who's kind of been to the awards knows the bar areas, the place to head to after the awards is finished um, and it was how to, you know, replicate that online, so to speak. Uh, so we came up with an idea of having uh, Zoom on in the background so you could connect with your, your friends and your colleagues on Zoom and then having the awards kind of streamed uh, via our webinar software. So it was pretty much like you're watching a webinar. So I think the combination of the two worked really well. Uh, we also found out that within Zoom, you can have breakout uh, breakout rooms uh, so with the breakout rooms, uh, people were able to uh, organise their own kind of like awards dinner tables, like like you would if you were at the convention. Mm, yeah. yeah, and that way you could leave the sound on because there was you know over two hundred and fifty people what were logged in at one time, and of course with that you can have one room with you know two hundred and fifty mics on. Uh, so by being able to break out into little separate areas of you know ten fifteen people, you could keep your mics on, and if one of the people in your room was lucky enough to get nominated or even get an award, then uh, you could all celebrate together. Um, yeah, and it oh, worked really cool. well. And mm. then after the awards had finished, uh, we all kind of stayed on Zoom, uh, you know, got drinks and just had a bit of a, a you know, a party and, um, yeah, did it that way instead. And weirdly, it did feel quite awardsy, if it's that good. makes sense, um, yeah. even though it was online. But we all kind of sat together, we're all having a drink together. And it was the same conversations that we would be having at the bar area in the Novotel, we were just doing online instead. So, yeah, it was great. And, you know, we really appreciate the members, uh, appreciate the members really taking on board the kind of like uh, the idea and getting behind it. It was a, it was a great night. Good. And I think, I think with I think with that sort of thing, it, you really do need everyone that's involved to to get behind it, like you say, and to, to really embrace it, don't you? That's that's what makes those things work mostly, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, people getting dressed up in their dicky bows and, you know, uh, awards <laughs> dinner suits, uh, you know, uh, you're all sitting on Zoom, you know, in your in your lounge or whatever on the on the sofa wearing a you know the the full uh, the full suit. Uh, but yeah, people people really got into the spirit and um, treated it just like it was the awards dinner down in London. I think people are getting oh, used really to it. Cool. I think people are getting yeah, used true. to the whole Zoom thing, aren't they? About how to maybe uh, react to it, and I think they're getting more and more involved because I think they feel that they're having to get involved in it as well. You know, we've been involved in some grad, putting together some virtual graduation ceremonies for students, and so and they want something that's quite upbeat, and they want something that's engaging, and 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 I think that's been hard to get your head for a lot of people to get their heads around but so many people are now used to the whole concept i think people are a lot more relaxed with it and i think they're all trying to make it work so by getting dressed up and doing all of those things i think it's just made it more of us uh, made it more successful but 
what's going to happen is that as soon as everyone everyone gets used to it, we're going to go back straight into the physical ceremonies, which is what we want, really. I hope so. Yes. I hope so. I think we're we're all looking forward to it, and you know, we're just making the best out of it that we can at the moment. But you know, we're, we're so looking forward to, to you know going to photography seminars and road shows and yeah. conventions and just meeting up with with all our friends and colleagues because we've been doing it online now for mm. you know at least nearly twelve months. But I think mm. it, you know we're we're all waiting now for those conference centers be open again when we can actually get to see people and you know and uh, yeah, yeah just yeah. hang out around, around the bar area exactly. or grab a coffee and uh talk yeah. talk for you like and you know, what you've you guys have replicated you know so well on on, on this podcast is um is that kind of feeling that we all get around sat around the bar talking mm. uh, about what we love to mm. do yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So on on to the awards. Should we should we go through them? Because I think this is going to be you know of interest to everyone really. Uh, because we're all into our equipment and our gear and everything, aren't we? We're all a bit geeky. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being <laughs> you know, geeky. <laughs> you love the calling us all geeky, you Cam. It, Cam. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like you're apologising for it. <laughs> oh, we're all geeky. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I love being geeky. There's nothing wrong with it at all. So, but geek chic. No, I think I'm Cam's really ashamed of it. Really, I can see it in his eyes. Yeah, he, Cam's like, yeah. I, I love gear, but I'm so ashamed that I'm a geek. You think I can see it's written all over his face. <laughs> he's always called me a geek for playing Dungeons and Dragons and things. <laughs> you still play D and D, do you? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a separate thing, but you know. Yeah. So Cam's always he's always mocked me for it, and now he's he's one of us, <laughs> and he hates yeah. himself. I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> right. Anyway. Sorry. So, anyway. Sorry. Jumping into the first one. Okay, so we've got the best professional lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, company for 2020, and um, for, for something like this, Colin, what was you know what were the requirements to be uh, you know uh, a nominee and a winner? Yeah, so I mean, the great thing about the trade awards is they are completely voted for by uh, our members and you know by by uh, um, photographers. Mm-hmm. We don't choose the nominees. Uh, so basically, what happens is we just open up a uh, a form. You can vote for whoever or whatever you wish. And then basically the top three, the top four or five, um, you know, most voted for, they become the nominees. And then obviously the winner is the the one with the most votes. So, you know, looking at the professional lighting, uh, it was uh, nominees were Ellen Crom, Godox and Photo. Uh, and Ellen Crom won. Uh, and they've, to be fair, they've been a, a fantastic, uh, you know, winner for so many years, Ellen Crom. So uh, mm. they managed to clinch it again this year. But um, again, yeah, all those three nominees were just uh, voted for by the members. Uh, so no no nominees came from us. They were purely voted for by the members. That's good. I noticed that. That's good to see, actually. I mean, I was just saying, I, I use Ellen Crom and I, I swear by my lights. I think they're really, really cool. But mm. I have been seeing a lot more of my um, sort of colleagues and peers, they're, they're going over to things like Pixapro um, and, and Godox and things like that. So I don't know. It was quite nice to see Ellen Crom sort of clinch it again um, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from my <laughs> point of view, because obviously it's a brand that I use. And there was, I mean, Ellen Crom been around for years, haven't they? I mean, Godox and Pro yeah. Photo are relatively new. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, you know, we had Bowens, didn't we, years ago? And I remember yeah. my old, old Bowen silver and gold mm. that I used to have, the things that used to weigh a ton, you know, <laughs> and those big black units. And they, they were fantastic. They were workhorses and they lasted for years. And They were, but ergonomically, I found, when I moved over to Ellen Crom, like putting together the soft boxes and things like that were just infinitely easier with yeah. Helen Cron yeah. than, the, than the old Bowen soft boxes because yeah. they would take a good 20 minutes to put yeah. together. <laughs> they would. Wouldn't they? they, would. <laughs> but they I, me- I remember being, because I used to do some stuff in um, in Gap and we, we took pictures of sort of the customers and stuff and they'd come over to the, this portable studio and getting those blooming soft boxes together in the middle of a Gap store was just... <laughs> 
an did absolute you nightmare. Did you say Boeing's softboxes? Yeah. Yeah, so, you're right. so I just missed which brand you said. Right. So I've got okay, some yeah. Odox lights and they use, they're like a, it's like a Boeing, Boeing's attachment. I'm sure I, I was given yeah. a Boeing softbox with it. And I know exactly what you mean, that they're real, yeah. real, I'd like really fight it to get it together. Yeah, and you do. It's, You've really <laughs> it's got like to like battle. go to the gym before you can put them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but their light units were solid and Boeing's were known to be like, they were the industry leader. And I was shocked when, when they disappeared going back a few years ago. But then, yeah, yeah. I think Ellingcron have really taken over. But those new companies, Godox, Pro Photo and the like, I mean, they're the ones now that are starting to introduce, um, uh, you know, wireless flash units, you know, battery powered flash yeah. units, which I think are fantastic. And then you've got, what's the, is it um, the, not uh, Rotolite? That's it. That's what I'm thinking. You know, some yeah. of those, you know, so, you know, so, some of the stuff that's coming out now that's so much lighter and easier to carry. And I think that's what I've been really interested in. I think Profoto, for, I think, were they, are they the ones that have really gone into the, the battery powered uh, flash studio flash units i'm not sure it could be somebody else but i think pixar pro have done a bit of that pixar as well pro, yeah but yeah, uh, i think that they all seem to be moving in that direction to be honest um mm. you're seeing it a lot more uh certainly coming out you know a lot more uh, companies are going into the kind of the wireless and battery powered stuff yeah. so yeah i think we're going to see more of that in the next couple of months and years ahead yeah because like when we're doing shoots and we've got wires trailing and these days with health and safety and having to fill in method statements and <laughs> things before we go out on a job you know and i've reamed and reams of hazard tape on yeah you. that's right yeah all of that <laughs> you know it's you know it's, it is going to make life so much easier um but they also i think expensive. it's the dual purpose as well i mean you can mm. use it for environmental portraiture you can use yeah. it in the studio mm. you know if you get a, a set of standard studio you know flash units and they are you know uh plug in you know then yeah. you're kind of limited to what you can do but you yeah. know the, the new battery powered stuff you know you've got all options available to you yeah 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 yeah. Okay, th- then um, we go on to um, the prof- the best professional lab 2020. So we had nominees were uh, Digital Lab, Loxley Color, One Vision, One Vision Imaging, yeah. and the winners were uh, Digital Lab. Um, so it's it's definitely a fought after award. This one, the uh, the the labs mm. uh, really do try their best to go for for this award. So um, yeah, yeah, Digital Lab have I think won it three or four years in a row now. So okay. you know, a massive congratulations to them. They're, they they've been you know working really hard over the last few years to introduce new products. Um, you know, keep their quality on. Uh, you know, to, to a very high standard. So you know, and I think that shows through by them. You know, winning the award. You know, against them. You know, other fantastic labs out there. You know, we're quite lucky mm. in the UK to have so many fantastic labs. You know, on our yeah. doorstep. You know, just a few of them you mentioned there. Mm. One Vision. Um, you know, there's Sim Lab. There's lots yeah. of color. You know, yeah. and so yeah. the list goes on, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I can vouch for lab. One Vision. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah exactly. I, I can vouch. Yeah, I, I go mad if there's like a, there's a song with that lyric, isn't there? Yeah, it's Queen. Yeah, it's a Queen song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one. Yeah, that must be. Well, One Vision. Surely, One Vision used to be collab back in the day. It did, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, and, yeah. Um, so that's basically my local lab. So that's the one I use. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, you're right. We're, we're, we're all, I mean, I've used Loxley as well. Yeah. Um, and they're really yeah, good. I, I use Loxley and Sim, use them for years. And, you know, uh, yeah, go, both great and great customer service. I think yeah. that's the thing. Let's jump through. Um, we won't go through every single one. We'll go through the ones that the listeners are really going to be more interested in. The, okay. The best professional camera of 2020. Now I'm sure Ooh, this, this one here, bit, the users uh, are going to have bar yeah. fights over this, aren't they? One, <laughs> <one brand. laughs> I wouldn't go near that. You know, I wouldn't go near that. Brand. Okay. So we've got the, the nominees is the Canon EOS 5D, uh, the Canon R5, the Nikon D750, the Nikon D850, and the Sony Alpha 
A73. Now, I'm quite surprised at the D750 being in there, which is an incredible camera. I think when it came out, it was regarded to be the best wedding photography camera. Um, and it's still an incredible camera, um, but I'm surprised it's in there actually because of the because it's because obviously it's been replaced by other cameras. It's brilliant to yeah. see it in there because I've still yeah. got one and I love it. And it's and if anyone can get a D750 now, it, you know, new whatever, if you're thinking about getting into photography or seriously or whatever, D750 is such a fantastic camera. Yeah, I love that camera. It's one of my favorite cameras that, yeah. that I've owned. Yeah, I but still I'm use just, it now. Yeah, but I'm surprised because it's been replaced with this D850. Is there the D810 and yeah, others, but, I think this is the beauty about the, the the way we run the trade wars though is that as you know going back to what i said earlier it really is the members voting for you know what you know mm. what what they feel deserves to win and uh, you know if the you know 750 is in there that's because people have obviously still got in their their bag they're still using it day in day yeah. out oh, yeah, and yeah. um yeah uh, you know one year canons they won uh i think it was with the 5d again funny enough and they said, you know, this is really strange. We're really grateful for the award, but we've brought out brand new cameras and we thought we would have won it with one of the brand new things, you know, new, new kit was come out. Um, you know, and the, the answer was similar. Well, they must be still using, mm, you know, the members yeah. must be using the 5D and mm. that's what they wanted to vote for. So it might not be yeah. the, the yeah. current model, but that's that's what the members really value. It's not like you're just pushing the latest model, is it? You know, it's like yeah. it's a, it's a, a almost like a sponsorship award thing where you're helping promote, say, a new model of camera with different manufacturers and things. Like you just said, it really is what's being used, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think even down to, like you said about the D750, still a really popular camera. But Nikon did release, I think it was last year, uh, or maybe late 2019, but the D780, mm. which I don't think was actually classed as the successor to the D750, but you kind of see it as that because it's the D780. Uh, yeah. I could be wrong on that. Um, but yeah, I haven't really heard much about that camera at all since it came out. Um, but like you say, you do still hear about the D750 and it's that it just goes to shade, isn't it? I, mean, yeah. I think there's a, quite a few cameras that were launched this year and obviously the companies did the best they could launch them online. But yeah, I think we're mm. all waiting for something like the photography show where we can go out and actually mm. hopefully touch and test the equipment, you know, if it's yeah. a safe environment. And I think, you know, that's that's when you start to see, you know, the cameras actually get out into people's hands and yeah. uh, people start to use them. Uh, you know, watching an advert online may not convince everyone to spend <laughs> a lot of money on their yeah. Uh, yeah. on their equipment, especially if they've got something that's working at the moment. So, But, yeah. Robert, you know, going back to the D750, you and I both know that when, you know, like we've predominantly gone mirrorless, but sometimes we have to go back to the D750 and it feels like coming home, doesn't it? It's like yeah. grabbing hold of your best friend. Everything just feels right. About- I don't want to get accused here of, of doing a U-turn, Cam, because I know we had this battle <laughs> in, our, in our end of year awards that we did. Um, but... Um, yeah, I've said it a few times. I think I love shooting mirrorless. Right? I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to get off the mirrorless bandwagon or anything like that. But God, it's nice sometimes just to pick up a DSLR mm. and do away with all the all the other extra mirrorless stuff and just just have an optical viewfinder and just not mm. worry about anything else. And, and that, that is true. That is nice. That's still true. Uh, you know, to film, isn't it? You know, some people love getting you know a film camera out and going shooting and film. You know, I don't. I don't think yeah. that's ever going to change. You know, and yeah, yeah. that's going to be that's going to be the same with mirrorless or you know just using normal DSLR. Mm. I think people are going to see that you know going maybe not back in time, but you know still you know valuing that that way of shooting. Mm. You- I think it's interesting to uh, sort of just sort of reflect on the fact that I think there was a golden age of camera bodies made at that point. You know, you're talking, we've just been spending a good five minutes talking about the D750 mm. and it was the 5D that 
that actually won the comp. No, no, <laughs> your, your well, award. Yeah. No, 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 no. My, my point was though. <laughs> but how old was the how old was the D seven fifty? I think it came out in twenty thirteen. I think. Yeah, I think it yeah. was around then. So, and I think the five the five D Mark II came out around two thousand and eight. I seem to remember. So wow. there was that kind of golden period of of DSLR bodies that were just phenomenal and. Mm. You know, those two cameras, you know, we just spent five minutes talking about Nikon one. It was the Canon that won it. But those are the two cameras that obviously, you know, they're, they're yeah. it was just a, obviously a really good period of, 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 oh, yeah. of bodies. Yeah, right? and, it, and it'd be a few years down the line then where we see that kind of golden age of mirrorless, I think. You know, yeah, we're certainly working so. towards that mm. that that uh, era of, mm. you know, uh, of, of the mirrorless cameras really, mm. really uh, performing well now so mm. yeah i think that will be a few years down the road we'll see that kind of golden age mm. and, and my i mean for me still the top dslr that i've i've used even to this day i would still say was the d3 the nikon d3 that was that was a glorious camera that was and i ran that into the ground and uh <laughs> Quite literally, probably can, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally then replaced it with the d4 and the d4s and they were just never as good the d3 was just like that but but Colin, do you think that you've got like the best professional camera 2020 awards now, not going to get into a mirrorless DSLR sort no. of what's better, what isn't here, but do you think there would, would have been a case for having best mirrorless camera award and best DSLR award, do you think? Or do you think it's still best to have gone for that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, only a, we, we, we do switch around the categories kind of like uh, yeah. year on year. So, I mean, we, we've had di- different forms of categories of best professional camera in in different forms mm. uh but we've just stuck to that you know purely this year just to, a keep things a little bit more simple yeah. uh with the way the awards run this year um but yeah i, I see where you're coming from i mean you know i think we're we're kind of like in between aren't we where mm. people uh you know either dslr or they're switching to mirrorless or mm. you know it, we're, we're, we're kind of like in that in between stage at the moment yeah. i feel yeah. in the industry mm. yes yeah. um, i would agree yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years, whether more people switch to mirrorless or they, mm. they keep with what they've got um, and to see what the manufacturers do. You know, I know the manufacturers are plowing a lot of time and effort into the mirrorless market at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, which ones keep mm. developing, you know, the SLR stuff. Yeah. Interesting to see the Sony, because we mentioned Canon and Nikon there quite a lot, the Sony a7 III. And that's a great camera. That's the one that, we, you know, that, that, that we've been using. And I think that's going to become the D750 or something. I think that's going to become a, a, a classic mirrorless. Well, we've certainly seen a massive shift in the market to Sony at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of our members are taking up the, uh, the Sony system. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, that's pretty much what we've been doing. But again, you, you come back to the the DSLR. Certain jobs that I needed to do last week was a studio shoot, and I ended up. It was just easier just to use the DSLR. Almost, I didn't mm. want to, but I felt like I was almost taking a backward step. <laughs> but when I, I, mean, I think mirrorless has got a bit to go, and it's great. Yeah, yet, oh, yeah, I think yeah, because right, like yeah. we were just saying, you know, with the 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 D750 and and the 5D, they were kind of like the that we just called them sort of like mm. golden period. But mm. there were many models beforehand that were good but not quite there Hmm. and i think a few years time maybe a few models from everybody later is when Hmm, we'll get to that part Hmm. where actually Hmm. those are the cameras that you'll have for years and years and years and years to come Hmm. and then you have an awards in 10 years time people will still be using those cameras (laughs) and we'll be going oh yeah but you know we've got these new models and we're still (laughs) using these you know what i mean it's just whatever you've Um, used during that time period isn't it but just to add to what camera said there you know we've we've using the dslr for some studio work and and you sort of agreed with that mark um Hmm. And I think I think the, the thing is is that with a mirrorless camera, a lot of the benefits are 
for shooting continuous lighting you know so you get that live exposure feedback um i don't think i don't think there's a lot of advantage um i'm happy to be corrected on this uh, our lovely listeners like to do that from time to time um but um, <laughs> i think most of the advantages are um outside of studio conditions personally so i think when it comes to actually shooting like products or maybe even uh, i suppose there would be some advantages with with family photography with eye tracking and things like that possibly but um yeah I, I feel i feel like most of it comes actually in person capturing like lot people live people at weddings or events or whatever it may be um where you've got use of like the continuous sort of live exposure feedback and the eye tracking all that other stuff that's where i tend to think they they shine more so than than in the studio but like Did i say you, that's just where we use them the most because you and lose as the years the use... go on they increasingly will as well mm. they'll increasingly yeah. because you, the lose, cameras to the you lose yeah you lose the use of the the electronic finder don't you finder in um when using flash in the studio uh, yeah you have to turn awesome. the live exposure feedback yeah. off yeah um, which is like one of the biggest you know advantages of, of mirrorless is that you see what you're yeah. shooting but obviously yeah. if you're using flash strobes then yeah. um then you're not going to get that, that anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah so the winner of that award then just going back there is uh was the canon eos 5d um so uh that was the best professional camera of 2020 could i could i actually just ask something of colin mm. here uh because you're actually missing a category here colin which one are we missing you're you're missing um best best uk photography podcast on here <laughs> well, i was <laughs> yes. going to mention so, that at the end of all of this <laughs> <laughs> so could, could, I, could i unofficially declare us the winners of the uh the, <laughs> <laughs> the best photography podcast it's a one horse race that one isn't it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a good race yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay then we maybe next we, year <laughs> yeah. the, then we move on to the best professional lens 2020 and what's interesting it's is that it that the four nominees there are canon nikon there's no there's no sony yeah. there's no yeah. sigma um interesting that the you know are canon and nikon still the leaders in in lenses you know in the in the in the photography world anyone <laughs> I, I sort of missed what you said there cam i was just saying that the best professional lens uh 2020 is four nominees and there's two canons and two nikons and two yes. nikons yeah okay and is it the you know there's no sigma in there there's no sony in there um you know are there are canon and nikon still regarded the best lens manufacturers out in the industry well yeah well, it looks like it yeah it looks yeah. like it looks like it yeah. is the case yeah, yeah. Um, again I, th I think uh, the likes of sony for example they still got a way to go because people are still using you know the, the stuff that they had before which would normally have been like a nikon or a canon perhaps but again maybe in five six years time when we do this it'll there, there will be some sony stuff in there and yeah, I think the trouble with Sony lenses is they're they're just so expensive. You know, it's not that I mean lenses aren't cheap anyway, but mm. I feel like some of the Sony um, lenses out there, some of the best ones are just ridiculous um, in terms of price. So, like you say, if you've got the best lens in the world, but mm. people can't get their hands on it or it's too expensive to be used widely, um, then it's going to go a little bit under the radar, isn't it? So you're I mean, saying that Sony is generally more expensive than Nikon or Canon lenses? Would you say the equivalent, like for like? Uh, well, I, I can't say for sure. I just know the Sony because I use a lot of the Sony gear now. Mm. I know that they are they are blooming expensive lenses. Yeah, I think you know what we see. You know, in the the best professional camera category is that we have started to see Sony creep into that uh, over the last couple of years, uh, but not quite the lenses yet. But I know people when they're switching to mirrorless, some of them are just buying the adapters for now, so they can yeah. use use the lenses that they've already got. Because uh, as you say, you know that that's that's the big expense of of, of your kit really. 
So I think some people are buying the bodies, they're buying the adapter, and then just using their lenses that you already have. Of course, that makes some features not work correctly on the camera, or it might not work to the best of visibility. Uh, but I think people are using that as a bridge to, mm. to moving over to mirrorless. Uh, so again, you know, who knows in a couple of years, uh, as people make more of a shift where we see that change, uh, again, I think that'll be an interesting study to see in a couple of years' time. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, interesting yeah. stuff there. Um, jumping through the awards again, I'm just going to give a quick nod to the best professional printer because a lot of people do like to print from my home and uh, have got their yeah, own lab set up as well. Slight observation on that one. Okay. Um, no Epson. Epson's yeah, no Epson. Even... No, no, no. Yeah. And they, they, they've won it a few years. Um, so, uh, yeah, no no idea what's gone on there, to be honest. Um, quite quite surprising when the you know the nominations came in but um mm. yeah that, that's that they, they were the the two princes that were chosen yeah quite interesting wow. now best professional photographic training 2020 i'm, I'm only just going to touch on this four nominees Gillian divine maggie robinson natasha ince nina mace all ladies no yeah. guys yeah i didn't, yeah. I didn't even yeah. notice that when, <laughs> when we did that, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really interesting isn't it you know yeah. and um we'd perhaps we'll find out a little bit more maybe speak to the guys the the, the nominees um on on the bar here it might be worth getting It'd them be good on to get them on yeah to talk yeah, about yeah. that but that's um you know I, I mean i've been saying for a long time that the, the, the now the number of women that have come into the industry in the last 10 years has just you know it's just boomed isn't it it really has yeah. it really has yeah. exploded so and i think um that's uh, that is quite interesting. The winner was Gillian Divine for that, um, but we'll look mm. into that uh, a little bit more on, a, on another show. That would be quite good. Um, <laughs> the best professional accessory 2020. So we've got Magmod, Peak Design, and Faux.Ts. Can you yes. explain what they all do? So Magmod. So I mean, uh, the, you know, the the best professional accessory, uh, you know, encompasses kind of everything. So that's camera bags, tripods, uh, you know, and, and everything in, in between. And um, the, the winner, Fotis, they, they've won it uh, at least two years in a row, maybe maybe even three. Uh, and the Fotis are basically photography T-shirts, which are <laughs> which right. are brilliant, you know. And they um, they've got slogans on them. I know uh, quite a lot. The uh, the newborn photographer ladies, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have slogans on them and they do all kinds of different hoodies, I believe, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they've, they've been voted two or three times in a row now. That's interesting. Wow. That is, yeah, because it likes things like that. So I just want to check when it comes to, um, you know, the, the best accessories. Could I just double check why the, uh, the spy lens wasn't... Uh, uh, wasn't in there. <laughs> the spy lens, you and your spy gear. I, th- I, I think I think lots of people could tell you why that wasn't in there, Cam. And the tripods. <laughs> and 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 what do you do if you're without a tripod as well? So, Colin, I don't know if you heard the show. We did this thing where there's these uh, great sort of photography, sort of gimmicky things, and there's something called the spy lens. And uh, basically, what it is, it's 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 a lens that sort of fits over your existing lens. So it's another tube that goes over your lens, and it's got a mirror mechanism in it. Um, and there's a hole in one side of the actual tube. So what happens is that when you look through your camera, because of the me- camera mechanism, you point your camera in front of you, but what you're actually looking at is through what you're seeing on the hole on the left-hand side of the tube. And you, so, you, so someone's thinking that you're shooting straight in front of you, but you're shooting what's over to your left. And you can rotate the tube to the top, you can rotate down to the bottom or to your right. So um, <laughs> it's called the spy lens. I just want to throw that in there. And also, what do you do if you're somewhere and you don't have a tripod with you? you got oh, not this. I guarantee you that if you haven't got your tripod, you've at least got a bottle of Coke or a bottle of water in your car or something or in your camera bag, haven't you? Well, well I think I very rarely have a bottle of water or a Coke on me, actually, at a shoot. <laughs> right. and in, carry on. However, 
But Robert, you might think, oh, I need something here to, you know, I need a tripod here. And you're not going to be anywhere near a shop that's going to sell tripods, but you're always going to be somewhere close to a petrol station where you can go, <laughs> where you can go and buy a bottle of water. And Colin, it's this little mechanism that's got a little screw on it and it fits into the top of a bottle of water. Oh, no way. Okay. And then you can put your camera on it. Now, I don't know how heavy this camera can be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stick Nikon cool picks on it. Okay. So I just want to throw in there. I'm going to, I'm going to put those forward for next year's professional accessory award for 2021. I want you to seriously consider this tripod screw, um, bottle screw thing. And um, somehow I don't think we'll see that in the final nomination. I, I, I don't think we're going to see yeah. that. In the I mean, you know, over the last 12 months or so, while we've been doing stuff at home, I've, I've been, you know, quite ingenious with the way I've set up my cameras and stuff. So I've been using paint pots and stuff like that so i mean we could have stuff like that to the list as well you know just to prop the camera up a little bit or <laughs> best diy or tripod yeah, yeah exactly you get a bit more height on it good stuff right, okay and then um, the last one we'll come on to is the best professional software 2020 because i think this will be interesting for a lot of people yeah um, so we've got yeah. uh, adobe lightroom uh, we've got uh, photoshop light blue software and lsp action so just to explain for those of you that don't know, obviously Lightroom and Photoshop are photo uh, image editing software. Light Blue software is a business um, admin type software, should we say? It's a database, um, isn't it? Database, that's it. And now I've not heard of LSP Actions. Now, should, yeah. I, should I have heard of LSP Actions? The, do you know what? They, they seem really popular. Again, uh, LSP Actions, I think they've run it four years in a row or something Goodness. like that. Oh, so, wow. I mean, you okay. know, they're, they're, they're really popular with... Um, uh, with the members um, and you know basically that they're, they're just photoshop i think I, I, I hope i'm saying the right photoshop actions and stuff like that oh, right. uh, that you can you know you can buy and then um, use their actions um, you know to speed up your workflow and all that kind of stuff i uh, see the, the owner of the business i know uh, they come from a design uh, graphic design background um, so, you know, put those kind of graphic design techniques into to plugins and uh, away you go. Oh, that's really interesting. Cause, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, Robert, I'm surprised you've not come, or have you come across them before? No, I haven't actually. So, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Right. Okay. We'll have to maybe yeah. look into that. And, and the winners were, yep. yeah, the, the winners were the one we haven't heard of, which are really popular, yeah. which is not very good for us, is it? It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Yeah, well, I was going to say, she, she has got the finger on the pulse there, fellas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what's going They've on. They've won there, it four yeah. years in a row and we don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think all our interns need to be yeah. need to be fired. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tell I think my that's interns. What I like about that. the trade awards that it's not kind of like the obvious ones that are being picked. You know, it'd be very easy for all the members just to pick Photoshop or Lightroom because you know that's mm. what everyone uses. Yeah. Um, but I do. I I love the that you know other people do get a kind of looking at the trade awards and because it's just voted for by you know by the members, it's. You know, as I said before, just the one with the most votes, and mm. you know, LSP have um, you know managed to to get hold of it. Well, you know, to to be uh, awarded the uh, best professional software yeah. for so many years in a row, and I, I think that's that's the the great thing about it. That's not just going to the obvious people; it is going to you know the the, the true people that you know uh, mm. have been used by the members day in day out. Mm. It's that's, that's good, good actually, because you know, yes, we should have heard of them, but we haven't. But the thing is, it's it's made me now you have <laughs> yeah now we have but it's, yeah. it's it's certainly made me aware of it and it's something that i'm thinking well, i shouldn't have missed that i should i should have been on top of that yeah. and we'll check that out and just the same as like when we look at the labs as well you know um you know the, the winners was it digital lab you know i'm not really familiar with them but loxley and one vision and say sim been really really 
sort of been using them for years. But I'll check this lab out, and it's good to look. You 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 find out what other people are using. You find out what's there, don't you? Sure. I mean, you know, as touched on before, we've got so many fantastic labs in the UK. You know, and we're certainly very lucky to work with with, with all of them, really. Mm. But I do tend to find that each lab has their unique selling point. You know, their their unique thing that they do really really well. Um, you know, and I think it's you know just a case of looking at all the labs and looking at all the options out there and just seeing what works well for you and your business. You know, there's there's so much choice out there. Certainly, the new products that the labs are bringing out, they're all bringing out different types of frames, different types of products. Mm. Uh, you know, so you know, go, go and go and explore. You know, now's the perfect time, just before we hopefully touch wood head out of you know all these restrictions and stuff, and we can start opening back up fully, getting you know people into the studio and stuff like that. You know, I, I would encourage everyone just to go and see what's out there. Go and speak to the, um, you know, the, the trade, whether that's, you know, a lab or software or, uh, you know, a website provider or something like that. And just find out what they can do for you. Make sure that you're getting as much value out of that um, ready for when everything does open. Your business will be ready to go. You know, you'll have all your software in place, all your business and, you know, management in place. Uh, and all your products ready to go so yeah that's what i really encourage people to do at the time it's a perfect time to do it now yeah i'm going to be looking through those rewards sort of uh, a bit more closely um uh, after this now we're going to put a link out um with the description of this so people will be able to take those the rest of the awards in and see everything in detail um and before we just move on to next door i just want to make one comment on that which i've just noticed in the best professional camera award canon have got their dslr they've got their um, mirrorless in there notice that there's no nikon mirrorless uh, yeah. in there but that's a conversation isn't it for another time isn't it with the with their z range <laughs> which we have talked yeah. about and uh anyway okay so i want to move on to something else now and it's um about the future of photography to a certain extent we can say but more so photography galleries and exhibitions and Connor, we've just been talking you know about you guys and a lot of people doing award ceremonies and events on zoom and that we're getting used to all of that and i remember that last year the 2020 the, uh, the photography and video show had yeah. their exhibition um, which i thought that was done brilliantly online the way that you could walk through the gallery now there's some interesting sort of conversations I've noticed that have been coming up online about the future of galleries and exhibitions. And are we coming to a point where it's going to change and people are going to want to see more digital content and are galleries and exhibitions going to start struggling, um, putting up shows when they could go digital? And yeah, I think it's going to, it's going to be really interesting, you know, um, topic and, and, you know, way it's going to go forward um, I still firmly believe that people are going to want to go and see exhibitions. Uh, and, you know, the, whilst the, the digital ones are a good um, a good thing for now, for, for while we're in these restrictions and, um, you know, that, that there's no, you know, no way we can get to exhibitions, I, I do think people will want to get out and go and see proper printed exhibitions and, uh, you know, go to galleries. And I, I don't think that's going to change whether more people want to see them online as well. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure if that that's, we're quite there yet. You know, um, e even now a lot of, you know, photographers even don't have their, their screens calibrated and stuff like that. And when you go and see a, a you know, a, a completely finished product, you know, uh, or finished piece of artwork, I should say, um, 
you know, the, where the colours are all correct, the lighting's right on the print because the gallery, you've got the lighting set up, they've got it at the right height. It's the atmosphere and everything. I, I just don't think all those little bits that you get when you walk into a gallery can be replaced online, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And, he, you know, going back to what you're saying, the, you know, the awards, what we did, you know, it's a fantastic night. You just can't replace every single little bit that you would, uh, you know, be, being in, in an actual room with everyone. And it, I, I, I personally think that's going to be the same with galleries. I think, you know, the digital online stuff will just be a, a filler gap for now until we can actually get back in them. Yeah, I think so. I agree, to be I honest. Totally I mean, yeah, right. yeah. If, I mean, if you think about like the cinema, people still go to the cinema. Yeah. And you could yeah. get it on DVD a few months later. People still go for that experience. You know, I mean, like one of the photographers I like going to see um, is the work by Andreas Gursky, mainly because his, his work is massive. And to see it on like a, you know, a reasonably sized monitor at home is not the same as no. standing in front of this massive piece and seeing the detail. And because, you know, as we know, print print details a lot better than digital details. So, um, yeah, I agree. I, 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 I think soon as we're allowed to, these I places think, are going to be rammed. I think as I kind of touched on before, you know, that when it comes to like a gallery, you know, if, if it's your gallery, you're going to make sure everything's as you want it to, to be shown. So you can make sure that the, the lighting's right. You can make sure that there's a certain distance between each picture or, you know, it's on this type of mount and in this type of frame and it's got this type of glass. And you, you can get it to look exactly how you want. And that's going to look the same for every single person who walks inside that gallery mm. online. You know, all, all you know, four of us on, on on this today, we could all be sent a gallery online, and it could look completely different on each of our laptops or computers or TVs yeah. or whatever you're watching it on, uh, because I'm sat in an orange room and you're sat in a green room, and uh, you know, Rob's in a grey room, you know, and it's just everyone yeah. could be completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, you lose that control, don't you, of how it's presented, exactly. basically? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, artists think, um, do have their own specific way of placing work as well don't they i mean i've been to exhibitions where you've had pictures sort of hung right next to the floor um because that's a decision that the artist has made and and yeah you lose that online yeah i think one one advantage though to having things online is that you can always almost extend your reach um beyond just the location of the gallery if that makes sense so like the photography uh the photography show and the video show for example we had their online show last year um they had that possibility of, of of getting people that never could have attended under normal circumstances, but they might be able to check out the online show. So I think there's a, there's an element yeah. of that as well. But I, you know, it goes without saying that the actual physical trade shows um, can't be matched through an online experience. And I think as soon as, like you say, Colin, as soon as they're up and running again, you know, um, we'll, we'll all be going, you know, straight away. Yeah, party central absolutely we're going to be getting invited everywhere i think yeah certainly don't think it's like the end of the uh, you know the, the photo galleries photography galleries i mean you know you can walk around london and have a and, and and have a good solid day of just looking going around lots of different exhibitions at some of the main galleries but there are a lot of smaller private ones as well but it's just how well they'll be sort of financially off and viable you know because a lot of time those places can you know sit empty for a while and they need a lot of turnover and some of those bigger spaces that they've perhaps rented or hired or whatever you know might not be financially viable and i think that's where it could be difficult for a lot of people to get it out there and a company called photo works had introduced something called this festival in a box where you buy this 
box. It's about £40 or something where they've got a number of prints by different artists which you buy and you can hang that. The idea is that you hang that in your own space somewhere and invite people to come along and look at this this piece of art. And it's really good. Um, it's a novel uh, way of doing it. It is. And I think you've got to come up with something and it's affordable as well, you know, to do that, you know, it's something mm. like that. Um, but, you know, one of the things I like going about the Society show Colin is is coming along to the show every year and having a wander around and having a look at the the works that are you know that are mm. displayed because there is some unbelievable stuff there that you see and the, yeah, the sure. quality of the, the I work. actually really like the way they're presented as well and I'm not just saying it Colin because mm. you're on the show here um, but we, we do always actually <laughs> we tend if we go to um, another show say I won't name any but um, that can sometimes be a, um, like a smaller part of actually what you're looking at yeah. but I feel like mm. at, at yours it's it's a it's a it's a much more like focused upon element and the way they're presented and displayed, it's always really, really uh, well done. And we always go around and have a real good look at, um, at what's on, what's on display. So yeah, yeah sure. and I think it's stuff like that, that really is going to, you know, carry on and that, that that's not going to change at all. Obviously this year we couldn't do the 20 by 16 competition a, because we didn't have the convention and B because obviously we can't have the galleries and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, could we have done it online and done it a different way? Maybe, but I just don't think it would have had the same feel of, you know, people walking around, you know, we set it out as aisles so you can kind of like go, go around the aisles of, of all the 20 by 16s and look at all the different images. Um, mm. yeah, and I think online you could quite, quite easily skip past some, some as well, where, you know, if you're walking past, you're going to, you're going to pre- pretty much look at every image, aren't you? Or, yeah. you know, at least scan past them, but online, you know, it's so easy to click forward, forward, forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, I think quite often, quite a lot of people go to have a look at their own image, don't they? To go and see the rosette next to it or whatever, you know, yeah. and as they're passing to go and find their image to have their picture taken next to it, you know, they get to go and look at everyone else's at the same time. And again, if that was online, it'd be too easy just to go search, type in your name and, and Yeah, and that's right. Your I think image. as well, online, we're too used to, aren't we, yeah, on social media and Instagram and things, we're too used to just scrolling, scrolling, yeah. liking, yeah, scrolling. Yeah. You don't take yeah. it. We, we're not trained anymore to, to take things in for longer than a few seconds on a screen, are That's we right. really? Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, unfortunately. You know. Yeah, the attention span of people. And it's such a good point that, that you know, if you display your work, if your work gets displayed, you you know, you have that, that there's nothing that makes you feel any better than going to yeah. a gallery or an exhibition and seeing your work on display then and there yeah and yes as you said if you see you know a, a top rated badge or you know that rosette next to it it's one of the best feelings that you can get as you know whether you're doing it as a a, a love as being an artist or whether it's a, something more of a commercial project or something like that or it's a wedding or something like that such a great feeling and we don't want to take that feeling away and yes and i think that would happen if um it does go digital but I think one of the things that we we will probably see at physical galleries and exhibitions will be more digital content. I think that's one thing. I think people are going to start introducing more and more digital content. Um, And And we we could also kind of see hybrid stuff where they might do the, uh, you know, the actual physical gallery first Mm. and you go and see that exhibition. And then two or three weeks later, it comes online as, as, you know, uh, we were saying before, you know, because the online has so much of a greater reach. So we might even kind of see kind of like a hybrid of, of somewhere between the two where, you you know, if you want to come and see the, the actual principle, well, that's first. And mm. if you want to see it online, well, you're going to have to wait another couple of weeks uh, and then it will be online. So yeah. I think that, that could be a possibility as well. Mm. Yeah. And so, and also the other thing, and it's going to move on to Mark. I know you want to jump in on something, Mark, which is now moving on to something else. But, you know, oh, yeah. you go to a gallery, you go to a show 
and you know what you're going to do your picture's displayed up and you're going to take a selfie aren't you of yourself yeah. next to next to next to, <laughs> next to your uh um, your your piece of work now. Why am I bringing? Why am I mentioning that, Mark? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's okay. So I, I actually um, via Instagram, my wife sent me a picture of of, uh, and we will put these up on our um, on our page. And it was a picture of this um, this this sort of photography innovation, and it was in 1911, um, and it was in a this art. It was an article in a magazine. And I think it was called Zvetazor. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's a Czech language entertainment magazine. And um, yeah, basically in February 17, 1911, um, they someone designed this rocket firing camera that would that was designed basically to take take pictures from above, so a bit like a drone or something like that these days. And the first the picture that they showed that they took on it was a group selfie. And we always think about the selfies being a modern thing i suppose don't we we think we, we always sort of associate it with phones and all that kind of stuff um but actually um you know the first ever well say self-portrait which i suppose is a is, is a selfie um was was actually a really long time ago um it's one of the american pioneers um robert cornelius that actually did it um and it was in 1839 <laughs> was the oh, first there ever. you go wow. yeah um so it's been around for ages um and i just found it interesting because we always think oh it's a selfie do you know what i mean but actually yeah. it was something that was that was a long time i mean the term was um in the oxford it, it won the oxford dictionary's word of the year in 2013 um what selfie yeah the word selfie do you have really? uh yeah a li- little test for you guys what words do you reckon it beats i've got two words here that i know it definitely beat in that year to get into 13 yeah to get selfie word of the year uh yeah okay in what in what year sorry 2013 2013 i've got i mean it might have been but i've got uh, i'm doing a bit of research and there's two words what about what about sick that's Uh, sick yeah social media if that's on there's two words social media or even something like facebook just the word no it's gonna be like a like a like a selfie like a slang it's gonna be like a slangy word isn't it it is a slangy word yeah right okay uh, let me have a think. Hang on. I'm trying to think. 2013, what was in? What was in? Oh, what was in? Oh, I start going back and I go, yo-yos? No, that was like 90. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I know I'm getting old now. Go, Do you remember those? The Coca-Cola yo-yos? They were amazing. <laughs> no, I can't think, Mark. I can't think. Wicked. Okay, so if I said Miley Cyrus, would that, would you think of? Bangers? Bangers. <laughs> no, no, twerk. Uh, Oh, twerk, oh, twerk. Oh, yeah, twerk. of course, oh, twerk. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, named an album, twerk. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was Bitcoin. It beat oh, Bitcoin. Really? Bitcoin. Wow. Okay. 2013. Yeah. In 2013, yeah, it beat those two words to get in as, as the word <laughs> I suppose the I heard a story about some guy that sold six Bitcoins to buy himself a $70 set of golf clubs, and those Bitcoins now well, are worth like, <laughs> like six million or something <laughs> stupid, oh, if not more, mind. if not more. <laughs> But you know, Sorry. I suppose the word selfie is is was a self-portrait back then, wasn't it? That's what we always said. And the self-timer that we had on the camera. So it's always been there. Mm. It was just... Yeah. And I think it was celebrities that started it, wasn't it? I think it was... Well, the, the actual first person to, to coin a term selfie right. um, was in 2003. And it was an Australian guy right. um, who basically took a picture and put it on some sort of social media, whatever it was, then it could have been MySpace or whatever. I don't in know. What, in what year? Uh, 
It's 2003. Oh, right. Yeah, I suppose it would have been. Um, or Bebo. <laughs> Do you remember Bebo? Okay. Anyone? <laughs> oh, sorry. 2002. Beg your pardon. It's 2002. So it's in a public forum, 2002. And basically, <laughs> and this is amazing, really, how this term comes out, right? So the reason he put this picture of himself is because he went out. It was an Australian guy. Went out on the town the night before. Got absolutely bladdered. And um, ended up having a, a split lip. And so that's why he took the picture to show people, are these stitches good enough? Do you know what I mean? And he said, pardon for the soft focusing. Um, this is a selfie. Oh, and that was right. the first time oh, that term really? was used. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Crikey, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I particularly avoided doing the accent. <laughs> you got absolutely kangaroo the night before. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not I'm not joking here either, but we were on the Australian Visual Arts um, charts for the podcast listens, so you need to be a bit careful. Well, I love our Australian fans. I love Australia. Well, that, I've got a family Australia... in Australia. <laughs> because no one knows who this Australian is. He's never been named. Oh, so right, okay. Right. It would be his name's not John have... Selfie by any chance, is it? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it is. But um, <laughs> if by any chance that, that Australian man is listening, yeah. get in touch. We would love to, we'd love to break the story of who <laughs> it was right. who first... <laughs> Who first coined the term selfie? I'll we'll give him a free form. T-shirt as well. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, good. It's interesting that. Um, okay, now yeah. I want to ask you uh, another question here. If, if have any of you heard of Shudu? Also, mm. there's somebody called Shudu. 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 Um, it sounds like voodoo. Uh, it's no. It's no. It's nothing to do with voodoo. Okay. <laughs> then it's the side of okay. cottage was, cheese. Shudu was it? Was it? <laughs> Shudu was a huge. Um, success on instagram and uh all social media going back i think in the last couple of years and considering we'd never heard of the winners in that uh in one of the awards there it's unlikely that you've also heard of shudu is it Seems like a finger on the pulse i'm talking about robert and mark here in particular yeah now shudu was a, an internet sensation uh was a model a fashion model okay, okay. um but was not real was uh a th- which we call it is a, a 3d movement or something like a render like a 3d a render, render. Oh, okay. whatever okay um and it was the photographers cameron james wilson who started an agency called the digitals and i think the story goes something he was painting his barbie dolls or something uh, in his own time he was an artist and he it gave him the idea of um doing a digital having a digital model and what they did with the digital model is that they photographed uh, an actual model making all the body movements that you would on a fashion show, that a model would on a fashion show, and and then replicated that digitally, okay? And then Shudu was born, this stunning-looking model, which looked so real that you couldn't actually tell it was it, it, it was virtual, that Shudu wasn't actually real. But Shudu was able to wear whatever clothes were designed uh, without the cost of actually making the clothes and having a huge environmental impact uh, in a good way that they felt or they feel that it's good, it could possibly change the fashion industry uh, for good and for sustainability. That's the word I'm looking for is that what it's going to change. Now, this Cameron James Wilson is uh, is a young photographer who's come up with who come up with this idea, and since then there's been another six models um, that have made it. And Mark, there's one that you'd like. It's Galaxio. It's called, or she's oh, okay. called, or he or she. I'm not sure. Okay, um, and looks like one of your cosplay type figures. 
more people that you would shoot. Right? Ooh, those cosplay types. Is that <laughs> cosplay <laughs> figures, right? Yeah. Well, it's a very judgmental tone to have. Yeah, that was. Oh, it looks like one of your cosplay types there. <laughs> it looks like your bag, Mark. It's your bag. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> what I was going to go on to say was, where's this going to go for fashion photographers and not just fashion photographers, but for product photographers, because they're now going on and, and showing that you can, you can go online and you can choose a, an outfit and upload your picture and the outfit and you, you put on whatever outfit that you want to put on. That's one way of sort of, you can try, it's a way of trying clothes on digitally. Okay. Now what's, what's, what my concern is, I say it's a concern might not ever happen, but, where are photographers going to, where are fashion photographers going to be involved in this? You know, our fa fashion shows now are going to be purely on, on online because this is a, still a physical fashion show that you would go to, but it, you're not actually watching any real models. You're just watching the, the digital version of that, <laughs> whatever that word is. I can't think what it is. It's like a 3d render, isn't it? 3d but, render. That's um, it, yeah. I don't think any, it's all very good. And I have to say, if you look, we'll have to put the link out and, and the models, and they are they do look really good it all looks i wouldn't i wouldn't say some of it some of it you can definitely tell it's all very like uncanny valley if you like where you can tell they're not they're not real obviously mm. um they're almost like um it's like if you looked at a game art and uh, mm. concepts and things like that it's almost like that kind of art style um but i don't think anything like that's going to really replace photography because when you've got fashion events and things well, they are just that they're events and there's a lot of money behind having a real event in person with real models, real clothes. That's, that's the whole art of what that is really. Um, they've always designed things. I'm sure they've always modeled things on computers to a point in preparation for real shows. I've got no history in fashion, just so you guys know, <laughs> but, um, but I think um, as far as like product photography goes, well, they've had the ability and have been doing, you know, 3d renders in, in, if you want to call it product work for many many years and um, every car advert you see almost where you've got the car driving through the mountains and things like that they're 3d renders they're not real cars um apple don't use product photography if you look at any apple advert mm -hmm. and you look at um their website they're all 3d renders all of them um so it's 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 something that's existed for a long long time and i don't think really it's going to have um a, a detrimental effect mm. to I guess it was uh, just seeing real, it was almost like seeing real people though. They're just being completely replicated and it, they just looks so good. And you can see the the difference it would make to costs and all of that, because we are heading towards that digital world even more, you know, even more so after what's happened in the last year. But, but the end product's not the same though, is it? That's the thing. And that's why I don't think it's going to replace, well, if we're talking about also, fashion photography. If, if, if I may, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at these now and it's obviously the first time I've, I've, I've had a look at them. Is, is there a moral issue here as well i mean like i remember when there was a big sort of um debate about the whole size zero thing and about how healthy that is for people to i don't know aspire to or, or whatever but you know if you're seeing a computer render like wearing an outfit that you might or might not buy is that not making it even more unobtainable to you because it's not even a human wearing it anymore it's not even an outfit anymore it's a it's a computer thing i, I don't know I'm, I'm just throwing it out there because i've only just really mm. seen this stuff i mean i looked at a galactica one and i can see what you're saying about the uh the, the the cosplay thing but i mean that is so far removed from 
from from human because it's basically an alien this model looks like an alien Mm. it's like something out of avatar isn't it that's essentially what it is yeah and i I don't know i'm just thinking you know it's ridiculously thin and all that kind of stuff Mm. really long neck on 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 this model and I don't know. Is, is there a moral thing there? I don't know I don't, if I'm I think picking the, the, I think the get around with that, though, and I completely agree with what you're saying there, Mark. But I think had that, that Galaxia model been presented as a human, then you would have more of a, a moral mm. uh, you know, a moral issue. But I think the fact that it's presented as something alien and out of this world and not really resembling a human allows you to get away with that sort of thing. Because when you see, when women or men see unrealistic portrayals of a human figure, that's what I think can cause... Um, an issue perhaps with how we see ourselves but when you're looking at something very conceptual like an alien figure um i think then you can disconnect from that a bit more possibly um but it'd be interesting to see what other people think on that because like i say i'm no fashion expert um (laughs) take one look at me and you know that (laughs) but do you think do you think photographers now are going to have to even learn even more you know they're going to have to learn different things moving forward now you know, because this because this model or this three D model was still photographed in a way. You know, they had this model in a studio who was doing all the walking movements, all the hand movements, and was and and was basically lit by a photographer um, to get all of those movements. So photographers are still involved, but a photographer. So I'm not quite sure what you mean there, Cam. What's happened there? Because so it looks like they're all just computer generated. No, but I think it's it's when they do it. You're looking at stills, but when you look at an actual live fashion show, when you've got body movements, I think they're trying to replicate human movement. Um, so that what you are actually seeing is a, 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 a like hands and legs actually actually moving, and then they're yeah. putting clothes over that. If you know what I mean, I can see them rendering as, as well. Yeah, There's the, like sort of almost like a gif thing going you know, on. Yeah, that's right. right. But but a photographer's now going to have to. Is this going to? Okay, well, well, well it, it boosts work for photographers. Is it going to generate a new style of photographer? And I, it's I a different know. skill. It is. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's, a it's a totally different thing, isn't it? I think if photographers have yeah. to start learning three D design, well, mm. it's not. It's not. It's not drawing well, lines is, anymore. This is stuff like blend. Yeah. niche, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Colin, are most of your members? Would you say the society members are? Are they mainly wedding and portrait photographers? Would you say, or um, have you got? conceptual photographers and artists within that or is it very much based around the wedding and photography market oh, did you know we, we've got such a broad spectrum mm. of members it, it, it's um uh you know certainly the wedding and portrait is probably what we're best known for mm. and therefore the, the biggest segment of the membership and then probably secondary is nature and wildlife photographers right uh, yeah. is kind of what, what comes after that I mean, um, as you'll see with with the photographer the year awards we, we have um, lots of entries what came in from uh, you know, from an illustrative type category, we've got an illustrative type category, and of course, that lends itself to you know these different concepts and stuff mm. like that. Um, but I mean, leaning back to you know, kind of what this we start talking about, um, I think you know it's going to be a very, very much a niche a niche market, and it's going to be very specialised if um, you know something does progress from from these ideas that you've seen into some kind of market. Um, but it's, it's going to be a massive skill set to learn. Um, yeah, and I, I, I can't see it being mainstream and taking over, you mm. know, the, 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 the big fashion uh, market that's out there at the moment. Because mm. we've always said that photographers, when they, a lot of photographers, when they come into the photography industry, the sort of entry point is family photography, weddings. But there's a whole other world beyond 
weddings and portraits, you know, like the, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's police photographer, scientific photography, that type of thing, you know, then you've got, uh, you know, people, you know, deep sea diving photographers, whatever it is, you know, um, product specialists. I can't come up with anything else from it there off the top of my head. <laughs> deep sea diving photographer. There's got to be a word for deep sea diving photographer. What do you, if somebody could tell me. What is Underwater it? photography. Underwater, Underwater photography, photography right? yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Simple Sorry. as that. I'm just letting you, I'm just sat back and like, I think you're, okay, what's he going to come out with here? <laughs> right, okay. right. And a lot of people don't explore that because I've spoken to people in the past who said, oh, I'm, you know, I've got a son or a daughter that's interested in photography or I want to go into photography. And I say, what sort of thing do you want to do? And they immediately say, oh, weddings and parties and, and portraits. They don't think, you know, they're not necessarily thought there is a, there is a whole other world of photography possibilities out there. Deep under the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Very deep. Really say deep so you don't, right, you know. Yeah. And so this... Uh, so there's other possibilities and photography is going to move forward. It's going to move on. And, and I think the, the younger generation that are coming now that are more and more sort of digi digital savvy with, I'm not talking about photography, just other sort of digital aspects and in, in, in the world and everything and design. I think they're the ones that are going to move that forward. They're the ones that are going to be sort of really pushing. I that. mean, we, we kind of saw it that, you know, the, 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 when digital started to come in, you know, concept photography has progressed so much more from where it was mm. mid nineties, you know, where, you know, you were restricted what you could do in the dark room, you know, um, you know, using the processes there to what we can now do on, you know, software like Photoshop, where you can completely manipulate an image from, you know, you could take a picture of a, a person standing next to the Eiffel tower and change it into a landscape if you, if you really wanted to. Um, you know, and you're right, Cam, you know, it, photography is going to keep developing. and It is going to keep uh, changing. Um, and it's just, you know, what, what new skills do we need to look at to, to, to keep ahead of the game, so to speak? Because, mm. you know, by keeping ahead of the game is where you keep your business at the forefront. And that's why the clients come to you. Mm. Yeah, no, I think so. That's, that's a really good point. Continue moving forward. We've got some exciting news sort of coming up over the next few weeks. Colin, we'll get you back on again, but something that we're going to be putting out for members of the SWPP, uh, sorry, the the societies. Is this, is, do people still call it the SWPP? Yes, I, they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and to be fair, we, we have eight societies and they're all, um, they're, they're all um, you know, so we've got a specialist one for nature and wildlife, mm. specialist one for commercial and industrial. You know, so somebody might just be a member of the commercial industrial side or the nature and wildlife side. Right. Uh, and of course, some people uh, and, you know, a, mass, a big majority of our members are just members of the SVPP. So, yeah, it's still there and going strong. Very it just much seems so. to, Yeah, it just seems to roll off the tongue every time, you know, so <laughs> sort of, you know. Uh, saying the societies every time SWPP just seems to just just come out, you know. It's just it's trying to type societies. I have to do this every day of my <laughs> yeah. life, and I still can't spell it after ten years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh well, no, we're going to we're going to um, uh, yeah. As I said, we've got something coming up for members of the societies, and uh, we'll be mentioning that in a in the next few weeks. And Colin will get you to come on again and maybe give us a bit of an update of how photographers and have been getting on uh, over the last year. You know, those you know, we're still seeing as many people in the industry have many people come out are many people joining the industry what, what have people done that's been new and some of the struggles maybe you know that uh, a lot of the people that we've had and um, i know certainly for myself robert and mark we've you know seen different periods throughout uh, since march last year real sort of ups yeah. and downs that um you know yeah no I'd, I'd love to come back on and do a podcast all about that it'd be a really interesting one yeah. to do 
Yep. No. We'll, and perhaps we'll, we'll see the return of a shottish out then as well. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <I am not>. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Don't don't bury shottish out. That's all. That's our flagship thing. <laughs> Never been so nervous in all my life when you sprung that one on me. What do you mean what? Robert, I'll let you sign off. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks again, Colin Jones of the Societies, for coming back onto the show, and uh, and I think we're going to be hearing a lot more from you, Colin, as, as our as our show goes into its second, third, fourth year uh, as we approach our first anniversary as well here so um it's been a pleasure having you back on and uh, guys we're going to wrap it up there then so as always make sure you like follow subscribe to the photography bar make sure you tell a friend share us wherever you can and together we're going to take over the uk photography podcast world that sounds quite perhaps an award somewhere eh, colin (laughs) (laughs) we're going to be nominated in the uh, in the brand new category for the society awards (laughs) next year so everyone get voting (laughs) send colin an email now so he knows (laughs) all right guys great stuff and we're going to catch you on the next episode